Hello and welcome back to another episode of Comic Misfits, the podcast that bridges the gap between the super comic book fan and the ones just getting started in the fandom. My name is Pedro and today I'm joined by Scott, who is not talking of actual movie. Scott, what's up? <laughs> hey everybody. Uh, today, rather than talking about uh, the recent release of whatever Disney Plus property is coming out, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite comics of all time which i was surprised and i was like all right let's do it because i haven't heard much about it so today we're talking all things green lantern the sinestro core war mm -hmm. which i'm gonna admit yo if you haven't read it you gotta read it <laughs> it is in my opinion one of the best um series of green lantern comics ever written um, I, I, I'm the self-professed -pro Marvel guy here at Comic Misfits, but um, my favorite superhero is the Green Lantern. Yeah. And um, when I stumbled across this, uh, this series, um, the Sinestro Corps War, uh, and started reading it along with uh, the following uh, two story arcs, which we'll get into another time. Mm -hmm. Um, it really, really cemented my love for the uh, for for the Green Lantern Corps and for all the Lantern Corps, and, and it's just it was so good. It was it's a really awesome story. Yeah, it's really good. Before we get started, though, make sure to follow us on social media. It's at Comic Misfits on pretty much every single possible social media account that you have. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, just check us out there. Go to our website, ComicMisfits.com. We have some news stuff there and ways to support the show. But today we're going to be strictly, we're going to just jump right in. There's no news. There's nothing we're going to talk about. All we're talking about today is Sinestro Core War. Um, so if you haven't read it, that's, a, that's fine. Just be aware. This is the original, Scott. This is the original spoiler warning noise. <laughs> so just so you know. Yeah, I remember. So if you're not, if you haven't read it, that's totally cool. Highly suggest jumping on and, and reading it. And then come back. Or if you don't care about things getting spoiled for you, because some people don't, like me, uh, then stick around and take the load off and listen to us talk about the Green Lantern. Because I feel like in the in, in the year, the, the couple couple of years that we've been doing this podcast, we haven't talked Green Lantern at all, and that's totally my fault. But he's. Really I feel that the, I feel that the lanterns should get talked about more, um, and they do get overlooked by a lot of. Mm -hmm. um, comic reviewers and podcasts because i mean when it comes to dc it's all about the big three batman right. superman wonder woman right but uh, the the lantern core is one of the most expansive and diverse um organizations and groups in comic book history yeah. and that's just the green lantern core when you get into the other spectrums mm -hmm. it, it, it's it, it's even bigger it's more vast and uh, above all else even Batman has said the Green Lantern wields the most powerful weapon in the universe, in the yeah. known universe. Mm -hmm. A green because uh, a Green Lantern ring can pretty much do anything. Yeah, pretty much anything. And and I I agree. I I don't really. I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, I haven't really read a lot of Green Lantern. So when you when you suggested reading Sinestro Corps War, I I jumped on that opportunity because one, you know, growing on on other things to read instead of, instead of just Batman. And two, I've always had some kind of like fond memories of Green Lantern. You're going to probably hate me for this, but 
I didn't hate the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. No, neither did I. I oh, mean, okay. like, look, it's not the, no, I mean, <laughs> it's not the worst superhero movie ever. That was something else. But <laughs> um <laughs> you I know what you're thinking, you're not going to say it. <laughs> I'm thinking of two things. Good. It's let's just Bat- keep- It's Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad 2016. I'm, I'm just <laughs> laying it out there. Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds was not the worst superhero movie ever. It wasn't the best. No, not at all. And it was kind of bad. Yeah. But 100%. it wasn't the worst. It's tolerable. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the, it, 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 oh man, what am I trying to say? Can we cut that stammer out? Um, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good film. And, and I think that, you know, we're not obviously we're not here to review the Green Lantern film by Ryan Reynolds, but I think they tried to set up a series of films that just didn't work out, well, yeah. for whatever reason that was, and and that's fine, and it was good. So, but but that's my only really, um, you know, exposure to the Green Lantern was the film, and obviously him, uh, John Stewart in the Justice League TV show. Well, I was about to say you watched the Justice League. Uh, cartoon when you were a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you got your exposure to John Stewart and a little bit of the Guardians. Yeah. Um. So there's a there, there's a little bit of exposure there, but even in the Justice League and following Justice League Unlimited shows, John is more of a singular character. Yeah. They don't really focus on the whole aspect of him being a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. More so, they focus on John and his character and his love triangle between Hawk Girl and Vixen. Yeah. Which interesting storyline even for a kid's tv show but doesn't really delve into what it means to be a green lantern Mm -hmm. and then they tried to do that with the animated show for the green lantern but it wasn't very good i actually didn't hate it you did but mostly i I didn't i haven't watched it all the way through Uh, but the parts that i have seen include my favorite lantern um well two of my favorite lanterns um guy gardner yeah who is my favorite green lantern and uh, Saint Walker, who is the leader of the Blue Lanterns. Oh, okay. And I have a lot of affinity for the Blue Lanterns, and I hope we get to talk about them uh, later on when we get into the Rage of the Red Lanterns and the Blackest Night. Yeah. Um, because uh, the Blue Lanterns mean a lot to me, and mm-hmm. uh, I'd love to talk more about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, but the uh, Sinestro Corps War, I, when you told me, hey, let's read this book, I go, you know what? Like, yeah, it's not Batman, but yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. It's so good. It's, it's so it's, good. It's a really, it's graphic. It's oh, 100%. Deep. Yeah. It's, it, it got scary at points, right? It got scary. It got great. It, it was very graphic for a regular um, DC comic, just comics that came out during that time in 2007 ish. Mm-hmm. It was pretty graphic. Yeah. Um, Jeff Jones did a really good job in giving. Uh, for people like me that don't really know a lot of the Green Lantern, I could I was able to pick up this book and understand what was going on. Exactly. That it, it really like what's great about it is it's a great starting point. Yeah. Because it drops all of the Green Lantern lore that you'd really need to know, including the lore about Sinestro. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a it, it, and it picks up as the Green Lantern starting point for the new Fifty Two. Yeah, and that's a, and, and that's what I was gonna say. You know, it starts off right at the end, like it, it kind of with the multiverse. They're starting to come back or whatever it is because I guess yes. the crisis had just happened. Yeah, so this is like right before the new Fifty Two start. So yeah, it's not the current. Green Lantern, but it's still kind of 
it explains what's going on and what happens after that, which I was really a fan of. And don't do the rookie mistake that I did and and get the book. Um, you know, if you want to get the book, get the book. But there's two volumes. I didn't realize there was two volumes. Yeah, in total, it's like 315 pages. Yeah, so I got the volume one. I was like, oh, I'm done. That's easy. And I go, wait, but that left a lot of things open. Mm-hmm. And then I that, and I, I texted him, hey, is it like two volumes? And then he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, great, okay. So I had to go find the other volume, but it's 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 dense, and there's a lot of um, it's dense. But as you're reading, it doesn't feel dense no. because you're getting so hooked, and you want to know yeah. what happens next. Yeah, for me, it's it's always like this with comic books, like when there's like longer stories. You know, the the first couple of of, of books they're kind of slow because they're building up to everything. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to like, at least, at least in this book, when it gets to like chapter five or six, then I'm like, I'm all in. Like I read all of them like nonstop. Like that's how good it is. But for to start out, it, it starts, it doesn't start out slow by any means of the imagination. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's just, I think it's a, a weird mental thing that I have that every beginning of books takes a little longer to get into because I'm trying to understand everything. Well, especially with a with a property or with a hero that you yourself are unfamiliar with, yeah, it's it's hard to sail into those uncharted waters and really start exploring a hero that you haven't really bonded with. Like, for example, you and Batman, you right. could to probably dive into any Batman comic book, yeah, and within the first two pages, be hooked. Yeah, but because it's a Green Lantern comic that will most likely not feature Batman, uh, it's it, 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 it featured him the coolest way possible. Yeah, he showed up a little bit, well, right? <laughs> it, it, it blew my mind. I mean, it's it makes sense now looking back, but so the whole the whole premise of the beginning of the book, right? It's Sinestro starting the Sinestro core, starting the Sinestro core of the Yellow Lantern. Yeah, and the, all the rings are going out to find different mm-hmm. people. Lo and behold, who does the ring find? None other than, than my boy Batman, and says, "Hey, you have what it takes to know." You have the, the ability to instill <laughs> great fear. And who's scarier than Batman? Nobody. I was like, this makes perfect Like, Why didn't I think of this before? Mm-hmm. It was, it was mm-hmm. really, I thought it was really cool. Obviously it doesn't really show um, in this, in the graphic novel that we, that we got, you know, the central core war, the complete thing doesn't really go too much into it, but I'm, but I was reading more into it later on. There's different books before this. And in one of yes. those books, it has like a lot of, um, the, the rings finding different people. Yeah. So uh, as a precursor to the Sinestro Corps War, there are a couple really big things that went on. Yeah. Namely, so. a yellow lantern ring went and tried to coerce Batman to join the core. He, of course, declined because he's Batman. Uh, Coast City was annihilated mm-hmm. by the cyborg Superman. Yeah. And... A lot of people died. It left Hal Jordan completely broken and left him vulnerable to fear and becoming infected by an entity known as Parallax. Right. Which... Which... No, go ahead. Which shows up in the Green Lantern movie. So those of you that are familiar with that movie will recognize the name, hopefully. Yeah, that's how I recognize Um, it. (laughs) Exactly. Parallax is the um, embodiment of the... uh, uh, of, of fear, fear yeah. of fear, much like Ion is the uh, embodiment of willpower. Right. And, um, go. No, you come. And the and and one of the things that I I was reading up on and learned later on is that Parallax itself was, um, 
trapped, I guess you would say, in the power core, the power cell for the for the, the Green Lanterns. Yes, he was in the central power battery. Which is uh, why the Lanterns he, were weak to fear for exactly. a while. Exactly. And so or now, at least the color yellow. Color yellow. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure what it was. I know I know there was a lot I know Jeff Jones did a lot to change the character. Um, kind of to, to to make more sense of everything because you know yeah. before it's like oh yellow we're bad I'm like I don't get it but now kind of makes sense mm-hmm. and so the 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 story starts out like let's just jump in and like what did you obviously this is one of your favorite stories so yes tell us you no know, why is it why is it one of your favorite stories and we'll just jump from there. Well, I, I love it because of so many reasons, um, but mainly because it really shows the character of all, f- at the time, four of our Earth Green Lanterns. Yeah. Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, and Kyle Rayner. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I didn't re- know they, they were, see, because from... The Justice League TV show. I had no idea there was more than one Green Lantern at a time. There's actually seven. On Earth alone? Actually, no. There's actually eight. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) There's actually a lot. Because Earth is the nexus of the 52 different uh, universes, uh, the Guardians deemed it uh, important to guard. And so they deputized multiple Lanterns to uh, earth okay. plus you know how jordan keeps dying and much like <laughs> superman um so they have to have someone guarding the planet so mm-hmm. on top of the four i just named we also have um they're not in this book but they come in later simon baz uh jessica cruz and sojourner mullen okay uh who is the newest addition mm-hmm. to the earthbound green lanterns i believe uh, okay yeah i I had an idea. So I thought it was really cool. Um, but yeah. So it gives us the, the, those in-depth look, look to a lot of those characters and the, the theme, the overall theme of the, uh, of the Sinestro Corps war is getting to the, getting inside the lanterns heads and asking them, what do you fear? Right. For Hal, it's losing Coast City. For Kyle, it's losing his mother and his girlfriend. For John, it's when he failed, his ultimate failure when he um, let a planet explode. Yeah. And I think for Guy, it's not living up to Hal Jordan. Yeah. Being, always being second fiddle, always being second best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, the bo- and the book starts out in a really cool way where, you know, obviously... Uh, like we talked about, it, it, start, it starts off where, I mean, there's no required reading before this, right? But but there yes. is big book, there are some stuff that happens beforehand that in the beginning of this book, it takes a second to understand what's going on because it's, it's the Justice League is uh, looking for Sinestro because Batman's like, hey, I, I got this random call from, the, I got this random ring that's yellow and said, yeah, this <laughs> ring just showed up on my doorstep, man, and it said, hey, you want to join the Sinestro fan club? <laughs> and I said, not really. And then it just zipped away. I don't really know what's going on. And so the but- Justice League is trying to figure out what's going on. And so we we jump right into that section. We don't so we don't see beforehand. We jump right into the Justice League looking for Earbard 
Eobar Thawne, which is Eobar Thawne. Yeah, they're fighting with uh, no, no. uh, Thawne is Zoom. Zoom. Oh, Zoom, 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 Zoom. Yeah, my bad. Zoom, 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 Zoom. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. So uh, they're fighting with Zoom and they're trying to get information out of him because this is just after the Secret Society has been dismantled and Sinestro was on the Secret Society with Zoom. So they would assume that rhymed. Oh, I like that. That rhymed. Zoom, assume. (laughs) (laughs) They they would assume that uh, Zoom Zoom knows where Sinestro is. Yes. But he gets away. He gets away. He gets away. Yeah, because he's because he zoom and and you, and you and this is when you start learning about the other the other lanterns right you you learn about um Kyle Reiner Reiner Rainer Rainer Kyle Rainer you learn about Kyle Rainer and all the other like we mentioned no guy and all these other guys I really liked guy by the way guy, I love guy I love him I thought he was really cool I didn't, he just doesn't take any shit yeah. I love him. He he's really he's fun. I, I and and I know that you um you know you have like you cosplay a lot. I and, do and, and I cosplay my gardener. And I'm I'm looking at him and go, dude, this looks just like Scott. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> because I know you did it and I wasn't I wasn't just trying to say that to make you feel good, but I was like, no, he kind of does. That's that's pretty cool. Well, so, that's one of the reasons I love guys so much because I because he he I mean like yeah he's a little more muscly but he and I share like certain uh, like a body type and yeah, I, I feel I, representative I, in him and I liked it I thought it was really cool but then <laughs> you you start getting into the book and you learn that the the guardians or do you, what do you, the guardians of the universe the guardians of the universe the I, Owens. I, I always get, I always get them confused with the guardians of the galaxy yeah, but well. the guardians of the universe have have. They know that there's this new pro, this, uh, another part of the Book of Oa mm-hmm. about the Blackest Night, but they don't really believe it, which is weird. Yes, there is some division. We, we get into the book and we find that there is division among the Guardians, yeah. specifically between the main group of Guardians and a fringe of two Guardians named Ganthet and Sade. Yeah. Ganthet and Sade are kind of um reformers in a way Uh because the whole the guardian's whole spiel is that so they could protect the universe and oversee it they've cut themselves off from From emotions yes from emotion and and ganthet and sade have decided hey that's dumb to have any care for the universe, you need to be able to feel something. Mm-hmm. So they've allowed themselves to feel emotion. And above all that, they've fallen in love and, and they have this little union. Right. Yes. So they, but in a way, besides being reformers on the emotional end, um, policy-wise, they're almost traditionalists. They see the Book of Oa as like the sacred texts and they mm-hmm. need to follow it. And they know that at the end of the Book of Oa comes the Blackest Night. But the Guardians who are dividing from them and are more just trying to do things on their own are saying, hey, that's not happening. Yeah, that's you know, not true. It's not. It's, it's not, not. It's not true. It's not going to happen. Almost like a if we don't think about it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And it goes so far as the guardians burning the page that includes the blackest night away from the physical book of Oa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which yeah. w- which really sits badly with Ganthet and Sade. Mm-hmm. And uh, and throughout, while all this is going on, these yellow rings are floating throughout the galaxy, 
and, mm-hmm. and some lanterns, um, namely Kyle and I, I can't remember the name of the other two, but there's a few of them. There's like a lot. Of people well, that- I mean, specifically, there's about 7,200. So it's okay <laughs> if you don't remember a whole lot of there's names. There's so but many at the, names. At the, begi- at the beginning of the book, we pick up with Kyle Rayner having been chosen as the torchbearer for the Green Lanterns, the yes. last and final Green Lantern, their, their ultimate weapon, Ion, and carrying the power of the entity Ion in his chest. So Without much so that he doesn't, he doesn't need a ring. Right, Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So he becomes be this. The shiny armor of like the shining beacon of, of, of hope in a way for the Lanterns. He's like, the best one. Well, the shining beacon of hope comes in the next series. That's when the blue lanterns show up. But well, not hope, hope. I, mean, <laughs> I know, shiny I know. Beacon of like shiny beacon of this is what a lantern should be. Yes, he is like the penultimate lantern. Yes, yes. And there's no one else like him because he doesn't need a ring. He he has ion in him, and he can do everything that uh, you know, like how Jordan can do, but he doesn't need a ring. And exactly. I guess I guess that's like. Big boy level, apparently, in the lantern world. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, the another big theme with the Green Lanterns is every Green Lantern that the Guardians have said, this is the best Green Lantern or the, the greatest of all the Green Lanterns has cracked under the pressure. Yeah. The and, first lantern they yeah. ever said that about was Sinestro, who then fell to the power of fear and started the Sinestro Corps and began committing atrocities across the galaxy including becoming dictator of his own planet yes yeah and, and how mentions that to the guardian he's like hey every every lantern that you come out and say that he's like the best they all crumple in your feet and, and, and they always could they always crumple in, in, in the pressure so how about exactly. you stop doing that exactly and then <laughs> came Hal, who once he lost co uh, city and became vulnerable became parallax. infected by, by parallax, parallax yeah. became parallax and in the process destroyed the entire ki- core killed the entire green lantern core yeah and and people still hold their grudge oh there are quite a few lanterns namely a few called the lost the lanterns, lost lanterns yeah that hold a grudge to uh, against hal for that in the at the beginning of this comic we find that hal is pretty much despised yeah, by and, most of the Lantern Corps, save maybe his buddies from Earth and Kilowog. Yeah, everyone else uh, isn't a fan of Hal, from what I saw too. And I thought that was interesting because to me, I thought Hal was like the best. But then I, we, as we keep reading, we find out that when he came into the core, he was considered the best, the best uh, Lantern. And then when he fell and became Parallax and killed the entire core, pretty much, that's exactly. when people start saying, "Well." Maybe, Maybe you're not, not the best. Maybe you just- exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it it just shows that every time the guardians lay that that pressure on a lantern, they break. They break. Yeah, I mean, and that could be for anybody too in real life too. You put all that pressure yeah. on someone, and they break. Exactly. So, uh, and I, eventually, the same thing happens to Kyle. Yes. Uh, he he as Ion finds one of these yellow lantern rings flying around, captures it. And brings it to Oa to be examined by the Guardians because at this point they don't know what it is. Yes, yes. they don't know what Sinestro is doing, and the ring senses that it's been captured by, by Ion, Ion by Kyle Rayner, and breaks free. Does like a does like a subspace transport and sends him to the antimatter. 
which universe. Is, yeah, which is where the Sinestro Corps currently lives in. And are gathering. Yes. Exactly. And there's and like a Sinestro- lot of people. There's one for every space sector. Yeah, there is, you know, when there, there's the, fo- the, the section in the book, there's a, a panel where Kyle is still hiding on top of the seeing Sinestro talking to this landfill of people. And I'm like, that's a lot of people. It's, it, I mean, uh, arguably about 7,200, I think two for every sector, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But, um, which is, Kyle, which is which is wild that that, that Sinestro was able to start getting all that going uh, so well, quick. Well, think think about the type of person that would accept a ring that tells them you have the ability to instill great fear. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, there, like, I mean, it's a big universe. There's a lot of bad people. Yeah. Um. So Kyle goes to the antimatter universe, specifically a planet called Quard, which is um, antimatter universe sector negative one. Um, And he's discovered by Sinestro and the rest of the Yellow Lanterns. And on the theme of cracking under the pressure, um, Sinestro and the Yellow Lanterns torture Kyle with his own memories of losing his His girlfriend. Well, not just his mom, his his girlfriend, who by another supervillain was literally graphic content warning folded into the inside of a refrigerator. Oh yeah. So she was murdered. I I didn't even catch that. She was murdered. And then it's revealed that Kyle's mother, who has just passed away of a mysterious illness Mm -hmm. was murdered by one of Sinestro's minions, a sentient virus named Despotelis. Yes. And this, uh, this ultimately breaks Kyle, much like losing Coast City broke Hal, and he becomes vulnerable to fear. Sinestro rips Ion out of Kyle's chest and imprisons the entity of the Green Lanterns and basically feeds Kyle to Parallax. Parallax. And Kyle becomes the new Parallax. Yeah, which is, which he looks pretty cool as Parallax. Right? He looks really cool. (laughs) I love the, I love like the black and white emblem. Yeah. So dope. It looks really cool. And, and and look, if, if you're not a fan of, of, of the, uh, of the Green Lantern, like, let's put it this way. There's a freaking planet that's a Green Lantern. And he's one of my favorites. He's so cool. I I love Mogo. I'm still trying to understand how. Okay, first of all, and then there's a virus Green Lantern, Yellow Lantern. There's a no, no. There was a little. There was a at the end. At the very end of the book, it's revealed that. Um, oh yeah, he's like a he's like a little sentient smallpox. Like, yeah, he's like yeah. a little smallpox. I'm like, there's yeah. a little virus lantern and a freaking planet. So as long, anyone, as long as you have the ability to overcome great fear and show immense willpower you are worthy of a green lantern ring <laughs> like whether you're a virus or, or a planet. planet like how does a planet even work just, it's I'm, a sentient planet <laughs> mogo's a cool dude i love <laughs> mogo i'm reading this i go wait there's a planet, wait, a planet? like is it a planet like why couldn't this just be the planet where they all hang out then because you know if you if you go on my cosplay instagram um i actually had a friend do an edit for me in my guy gardner cosplay where it looks like I'm flying away from Mogo. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, that's really cool. <laughs> Let me find that picture. Hold on. Oh, man. 
Oh, that's fun. Now it makes sense. I honestly thought that was like a, an eight ball for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's Mogo. Well, now that I read it, I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. I'm just like, exactly. what is, like, what is this a planet? But anyways, well, you find well, out that Mogo is very important. Super important. He's literally a planet sized intelligence. So he is so smart that he's the one that's able to guide all the rings, the rings. to their new bearers. Which, so like, by the way, Lan right now, as we're jumping into Mogo. To those of you that don't know much about Green Lantern lore, when a Green Lantern dies, their ring slips off of their finger and goes and finds its new host, its yes. new bearer. So at the time of this Sinestro Corps incursion, rings are just flying, flying through space. And it, it, it's revealed that all of them are being guided by Mogo. Yeah, Mo, yeah. And if they and if the Green Lanterns lose Mogo, there's always they don't, no recruits because it doesn't know where to go. Exactly. Which is exactly. interesting to me because, you know, I, I love I love a good superhero story. Right. And I think everyone does. And I think everyone at the core loves the fact that superheroes are pretty basic stories. You know, you, you have a bad guy, you have some trouble with the bad guy, and then you beat the bad guy. But yeah. if you're not, if you're reading this as, imagine reading this as it comes out in 2007. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not thinking about reading it now when we have the entire trade paperback novel. I'm thinking about this as comic, like little 22 page comics. The Green Lanterns literally have, can't do anything. They're just trying to run away, not to die. Yeah. Which is like, hey, this is this is the Green Lantern core. They're like ballers. They're ballers and they're also the cops. Like yeah. if you're in space, the Green Lanterns are the cops. And now they're just like running away because there's a literally and, nothing they can do. And they're and they're running because they aren't allowed to kill. Right. At yeah. that point. Land, Green Lanterns are not allowed to use their rings for lethal force. And if they try, the ring shuts down. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I think that's one of the big things that happens in, in the, in, in the storyline is that as we jump later on into the storyline, they do get that power. Well, the guardians that were, you know, going against the idea that this was all a precursor to the blackest night kind of had a realization that like, you know what, maybe we're wrong. So they write 10 new laws. Which we only see two, right? We only see one. Oh, I thought it was two. Okay. We only really we only see one in the Sinestro Core War. The second one um comes in uh in the following series, uh, mm. which is Rage of the Red Lanterns. Yeah. Um, but the first new law written during the Sinestro Corps War is that lethal force is authorized. And it's it's received very mixed uh, among the Lantern Corps. As it Some should be. Are, as, it should, as it should be. Some are very excited that they get to fight back and really, like, do some damage. And some are like, well, I mean, like, I joined Lantern Corps to, to be protect, a protector. Not to I don't kill. want to kill. Right. And yeah, exactly. Like there are some of the Green Lanterns, namely one, uh, Saranik Natu, who is the new Lantern of Korrigar, which is Sinestro's home planet. Yes. She's a doctor. She's a surgeon. She doesn't want to kill. So yeah. the fact that she now holds officially with it being able to kill the most powerful weapon in the universe, that's got to be a little uncomfy. Well, yeah, and, and, but then you look at another Green Lantern. Uh, Isamat Cole, who is a Thanagarian and fought in wars, yeah, 
And now he has an enemy that he's fighting who he hasn't been able to kill. And he finally gets told, hey, you can kill these guys now. He's up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's and, and to me, that's the crux of, of I personally think in the book where it's Sinestro's whole goal was for this to happen from at least yes. from what I could understand is that he was trying to get the lantern, the green lanterns to be able to have lethal force. Cause now people are going to fear their green lanterns. Well, it's not just about in having the lanterns instill fear. Sinestro's whole deal is that he, his, his end goal is that he just wants to be a green lantern again. Okay. He, and this is reaching deeper in uh, to the um, to the upcoming storylines. Sinestro, truthfully, the, the 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 Sinestro Corps is a means to an end. Okay. He wanted them to be able to use lethal force because he had always fought for that. That's what he was asking of the guardians when he oh, was their greatest okay. green lantern he wanted this and if and, and he's at the point where like hey if it takes me leaving the core and starting this evil fear-based core to kill as many lanterns as i can before the guardians realize that lethal force is necessary so be it mm-hmm. yeah and and to into an extreme into uh, a point Sinestro isn't wrong. I don't think. I think his his way of going about it is wrong. You know, he wants to be a tyrant, but he at the at the end of the day he wants to be he wants to be able to protect, I guess. Um something. I don't know if that's his planet. You you know his, better than his, I do. His, uh, yes, he wants to protect quote-unquote Korrigar but he wants to do it for all the wrong reasons Uh, one line that comes up towards the end of the book when a lot of the people of earth are rallying behind Hal and the rest of the Green Lanterns is um, Sinestro makes a comment to Hal saying you know there was a time when you you would have killed me for having this much reverence from my people and yeah. Hal goes, that's because you, that's because you didn't earn it. You demanded it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, above all else, Sinestro is a tyrant, mm-hmm. but that's not to say that he didn't have a few good ideas. Right. And this book, oh man, I just, I'm really, I was super glad that you got me to get through this book. This book is really good. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I was surprised you hadn't before. No. And now that, now that you've jumped in, you, you're seeing like, this is what got me hooked on Green Lanterns. Yeah, I know. Green Lanterns, like, after this, I want to keep going because the Green Lanterns after this, it can't be, this is good stuff. Yeah. Um, you see a lot, you see a lot of, of what could happen or what happens, um, Obviously, granted, we're now like in the infinite frontier or whatever. So a lot of a lot's changed, I'm assuming. Yeah. But the basic core of what the Green Lanterns are, I think, would be the same, right? I mean the the idea of uh, them fighting for just willpower and good is um, probably not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I guess I agree. Let's talk Let's about talk your boy about Moko. Moko because there's there he he pretty much is an entire two or three books in of itself because 
you know, while the the, the Sinestro Corps is um, you know just destroying people in Oa, they also are all over the rest of the uni- of the universe, and they also um, have their own planet, but it's like a robot planet. So it ranks, which is the name of the sentient uh, entity that you're referencing, was a living city. Okay. Um, that was bad news. And um, it was doing some pretty bad stuff. And two lanterns, one of them being my boy Guy Gardner, was <laughs> were, were dispatched to take care of it. Yeah. And um, so the Yellow Lanterns recruit ranks and kind of use it as their MoGo. Mm, okay. And so MoGo, our homeboy MoGo, is uh, under attack by... By not only just this other planet, but a lot of the core, because they realize if they get if they destroy Mogo, the Green Lantern Corps as a whole is gone because there's nowhere the rings won't be able to go anywhere. Exactly. The, the, if if they destroy Mogo, they only have to kill as many lanterns as as there are at the time of killing Mogo. Yeah, and so again, there were so many lanterns everywhere, but. Which ones were the the core lanterns defending Mogo? It was Kilowog was there, right? So defending Mogo, you definitely had Kilowog acting as kind of the commander because he's the he's the drill sergeant of the core. Mm-hmm. So you have Kilowog there at the top, but um, some notable names you've got um, Green Man and Stell. Mm-hmm. Uh, green Man being a man that is green, and uh, <laughs> Stell being his robot buddy. Yeah. Um, You've also got uh, Isamat Cole and um, oh, what's the other guy's name? Vath, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That sounds right. Vath, uh, two soldiers who fought against each other in a war, but then became partners because they're from the sp- same space sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Lantern Aresia, who has a very checkered past in the comics because when she joined the core a couple iterations of Green Lantern comics ago. Uh, she was a 13-year-old girl who used her Green Lantern ring to make herself look older so she could, and I'm not lying, get with Hal. And she succeeded. Okay. And it was gross. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so again, DC comics are imperfect. Green Lantern comics are imperfect. They're, they're, but that's what retcons are for. That's what that's what reboots are for. Mm-hmm. So we've got Aresia and Sodom Yacht. Yeah. Uh, who is a we 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 come to find out is a daxamite which is almost like like a couple generations later of kryptonians yeah they they have they they gain the same benefits from being in a in a red or yellow sun Mm -hmm. and which which later on we're gonna we're gonna talk more about this guy because he he becomes awesome pretty important pretty important pretty You're important right. and pretty really awesome blew, really blew your mind what happened with him right right <laughs> i literally had a when i was reading that okay because we're not going to get to that part in this in this episode but when i was reading that i thought of invincible yeah i was like this is literally what happens to mark mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh this is what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was real it was really well done um, let's just say let's just let's just put it that way. <laughs> but you, we have a lot going on in 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 just 
four chapters because we, we we get to the Battle of Mogo. Um, and this guy they were talking about, right, uh, Sodomyat, he's a new lantern that was he's a rookie. rookie. He's a recruit who just joined, just got his ring. Was did he get his did now did he just get his ring because someone else died? Or was he already already in the process of He was all he had just passed training when the Sinestro Corps war happened. Okay, so he wasn't just one of those brand new that the ring found and he no, came no, Okay. So no, I was no, no, I, yeah, I was he, under, I was under the impression he was a, he was brand new, like just came out of wherever he was. Yeah. Okay, so he wasn't. So so he was already part of the core. He just wasn't um, you know, a full on um member. He was like a recruit. Yeah. No, he was a rookie. Got it. Yeah, he, he he's interesting, and I mean, we have all these all these guys. And yeah, a lot of really big names in the Green Lantern Corps that are showing up. Yes, and my boy, my boy Mogo is just chilling there like an eight ball. Mm-hmm. Mogo, the the living planet, and his partner, and I'm not kidding. Bzzzt. Yeah, I, I, the fly, yeah, the fly I'll, lantern. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's his partner in the, in the thing. It's a fly. And Big and small. And you see the fly like with the with the little ring and one of the little <laughs> arms. <laughs> he got my partner. He got, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> but he's flying around. He's like, rally my brothers. We must fight back the lanterns. <laughs> he's so great. I love this. These little these that's what I really liked about this book. You see so many different lanterns and ex- Aside from John Stewart and Hal Jordan, you see other ones that, like the Fly or or the or Mogo, that you start go, man, that's really cool. I don't know how he has a ring. We find out later, right? The Mogo has a ring in his core. Yes, Mogo's ring is in his core. So he doesn't do. So I I guess I was one of the questions I had for you because you know more about it than I do. What does he do? He's just a planet, right? He doesn't can't really do much. He kind of is his own space sector. So his yeah. sector and jurisdiction is wherever he is. Yeah. Besides, besides, and, obviously, he's the reason that the, the the rings find the new recruits. Besides well, yeah, that, he, like, what else? Is, what else does he, he can't do much, right? He's actually the lantern's great. Besides Ion, he is the lantern's greatest weapon. Oh, could we like is, live on him? Yeah, he has a whole ecosystem. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> It's like, hey, where do you live? I live a Mogo. Who's that? That's a Green Lantern. Well, uh, not to be a, a spoiler, but I mean, later, way later on during the rebirth of DC Comics, Oa is destroyed mm-hmm. and the Guardians are killed and the Lanterns need a new place to live. And Mogo goes, you can just live on me. <laughs> And he becomes the headquarters of the Green Lantern. That's so cool. I just he look the, the way he's drawn. It's just so funny to me because it looks like an eight ball. Okay. He's, well, no, he's shaped like a friend. Okay, he's very round. <laughs> very it's big. So cool. I just and then question is this is the green around them like trees or is it like a ring so the green the green band around him like when you're like in space looking at mogo yeah um at some points i i do believe he has land masses that form that green band that are full of trees um but <laughs> floating around him kind of like a saturn's ring is uh, um like a ring uh just kind of projected God, yeah, I just, I just like him. I, I like the battle in Mogo. 
because like we mentioned, there is the, uh, what is it, rank? ranks 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 above above mogo firing down gravity disruptors and dropping bombs that and, and are random babies the babies yes <laughs> I, I i took me a second to realize there were babies it was really creepy dude so like who who so who are these babies so the babies are the children of the white lobe which are another old enemy of the green lantern core and they have a whole bunch of like psychokinetic abilities and are mm-hmm. able to like um activate what's called a blink bomb which is an incredibly powerful uh bomb and if enough go off near mogo's core it would kill him yeah and 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 you mentioned that uh uh, ranks and and your boy guy um have a history right so the whole thing with ranks is the reason that he joins with the Sinestro Corps is because he wants to get back at Guy Gardner uh-huh. because when he was a sentient city and ranks encountered Guy and another Green Lantern named Chithchaf something Good and name. I'm not yeah great name um, but um, Guy on his way out effectively makes ranks poop himself he he has ranks void his sewage system oh <laughs> and guy pranks this city and it gets him and it and he pisses this city off so much that it swears a death vow against that him. wants like, to I'm kill him no kill matter you. what i will kill you no matter what exactly that's, that's hilarious so i didn't know that part and now it's just funnier yeah. to me that they just <laughs> the city holds a grudge because he pooped himself <laughs> that's so good but back in Oa, we got Salak. Salak, yeah. Salak, who he, he he's kind of like the brains of all the uh, of everything going on right now. Exactly. Salak is the voice of the Guardians, and he kind of gives the gives the Lanterns their orders as they come down from the Guardians because mm-hmm. he's one of the greatest minds in the core. Yeah, and 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 he's just trying to—he's just trying to stay alive. Let's be real. He's just trying to manage. Like he's just like, <laughs> all right, you guys go over there. You guys go protect Oa. You guys get to Mogo. I'm gonna stay right here. <laughs> and right. You, guys go- <laughs> <laughs> you guys die. I'm good where I am. I'm gonna stay right here. <laughs> like, thank you. But he's also. But one of his all. One of his duties is also to before the war was to guard the science cells. Yeah, which were holding two very important people that we haven't talked about yet we haven't that, that the sinestro Corps broke out and i think we should talk about them absolutely they're whom, very important one of whom is hank henshaw the cyborg superman who destroyed who dis- central who destroyed central, Co- coast, coast city. city destroyed coast city and the other and one is super boy prime superman superman prime. prime yes okay a very petulant surviving kryptonian who is so full of himself and so greedy. He's basically everything Clark Kent is not. Yeah, and and from and from reading reading a little bit about him, in in obviously obviously this book can stands on its own, but it's great if you know stuff before it to understand more about this book. So one of the things that I learned later on in Infinite Crisis is that Superman Prime. Like kind of held his own against the entire Justice League, the entire Teen Titans, the entire Young Justice group or whatever, and the entire, pretty much everybody by himself. Because he has the same powers as Superman, and Superman could do that. And he has no, and he has no, you know, he doesn't have any, any, 
moral compass. So he doesn't really. Yeah. He can just destroy all of them. He, he's a sociopathic Superman. To be fair, Batman could probably stop him. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. You don't have but to, he didn't. But he didn't. <laughs> Whatever, dude. He could have if he wanted. He just wanted to have more books sold, right? I got him. <laughs> but yeah, the cells are holding two really important parts that Sinestro orchestrated to, to be released, kind of in a way, to be broken out of. Because he, yes, his, he, his, he, ultimate, his ultimate goal is, we're probably not going to get it to in this episode, but his ultimate goal isn't what the Guardians of the Universe thought, which was Oa. Yeah, his ultimate goal was to appease an entity from the antimatter universe known as the Anti-Monitor. Which, if you've seen the CW, nothing like that guy. Just let me put, put it that way. A lot more scary in this book. And more. the Anti-Monitor wants to basically eat our universe. Yeah. That's that's his whole shtick. That's the whole thing, yeah. And it, yeah. So, very scary. So, he... he he wants to that that's Sinestro one of Sinestro's motivations for starting the war, but he needs uh the cyborg Superman because the cyborg Superman can control the manhunters. Yes. Now, if anybody here has never heard of the manhunters, let me break it down for you right quick. Yeah, because I had no idea what they were either. So I'm gonna The Manhunters were the Guardian's first solution. The Green Lanterns were the second. The Guardians right. created the Manhunters to enforce order throughout the cosmos. And then they wanted to add a more human or like living aspect to it. So they shut down the androids. Mm -hmm. The androids didn't like that very much. So they turned evil. And they have this whole uh, creed that goes, no man escapes the Manhunters. Yes. Very, very spooky. Very scary. Don't like them. Uh, and their big thing is that they are able to absorb power levels from lantern rings. Right. And that's their that's that's their whole like that's shtick, that, their whole, whole power. Shtick, yeah. Exactly. So they need Henshaw. They need the cyborg Superman because he controls the Manhunters. Mm -hmm. And what is Cyborg Superman's price? He wants no part of the universe that is. Oh to come. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he wants doesn't to die. He, yeah, he just wants to die. Because he can't die for some bizarre reason. He literally can't die. He just wants to be dead. Yeah. It's so dark. His whole story is so dark. So while, while all this is going on, the, the the lanterns are getting whooped in Mogo. Whooped on Mogo. Destroyed. And and, and, and there are some very graphic panels in this in this book. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they really kind of held nothing back. It's a very graphic read. Yeah. And so the... At the end of the of the of chapter four, which is book, I'm assuming book four, um, they the, the 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 guardians of the universe put out a call saying they've written a new law and it is this: lethal force is authorized. Oh well, yeah, but before that, they kicked out our our, our homeboys from. from oh the yeah, they, they they oh yeah they 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 banished Sade and Ganthet. Said, hey, look, you guys are going to be doing your whole secret romance and feeling your feelings no no feelings allowed in the council yeah. go away get out of here now get out of here with your cooties and we're gonna burn the book we're gonna burn your book 
The Blackest Night is stupid. You're dumb. Go, go kiss each other or something. Leave us alone, man. Leave us alone. <laughs> that, so they get kicked out, and so they don't give that new law just yet. So as you finish this book, right? If you're not, if you're finishing the book, it's like, oh shoot, it's over, because the two guardians that actually cared about anything at all. Are kicked out and banished, yeah. And the lanterns are getting destroyed not only by by Mo and in, in Mogo, but the, the anti monitor is starting to become a thing now in quad, 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 yeah. So, in the inner sanctum of this Nestro core, you know, the antimatter, um, not, the anti monitor is starting to become his own thing and destroyed the lanterns that ended up going. To that, yes. Where. To 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 kind of rewind. After Kyle is taken to the anti monitor uh, or the antimatter universe and fed to Parallax, a group of lanterns go to the antimatter universe, led to, by Hal Jordan, led by Hal to rescue him. And while there, they stumble on the anti monitor. Yeah, who is experimenting on the ion power. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's where I was actually just at. And I looked at the pen and go, that's what, exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And and that's how pretty much book four ends. And it's just like Sinestro and and, and, the, and Kyle, you know, just. He, that's not Kyle, bro. That's, that's not, Parallax. Parallax, yeah. Parallax pretty much almost kills Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wants to kill, he wants to kill. And then the pretty much the book ends. And we're just like, what? What? Which, because then you see at the end of the end of the book is when you find out the act, what actually is the whole spiel of, you know, the Snesher core and the, the anti-monitor, which is they want to go to earth. They that, need to go to earth yeah, because that's where the monitor can get his, uh, his snackies. He wants yeah. to go eat. They want to go to, they go to earth. And so it's not, the Snesher doesn't want to take over Oa. He wants to take over Earth. Mm-hmm. And that's how that book ends. And you're just like, what? <laughs> that rule becomes a thing, right? Where Le- law number new law number one, lethal force is authorized. It was it was really interesting seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kilowog is like staring at his ring all teary-eyed, like, I never thought I'd hear those words. <laughs> and everyone's like, all right, time to kill. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're getting decimated and all of your friends are dying around you, you've got to want to fight back. Oh, 100%. No, no, 100%. I think that's the only that's the only logical thing to do. Yeah. There was nothing else that they could have done if had the had the guardians not given that um um law or rule. Mm-hmm. Law. The that law, the, the green lanterns would be done. They would have gotten killed. They would have gotten they, destroyed. They couldn't do anything about the Sinestro Corps because they couldn't kill. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of an, Man. A, 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 it's a means to an end at, at, at some point, right? Mm-hmm. But, in, but the, the, the worst part is in doing so, the Guardians have actually played into Sinestro's hand and given him exactly what he wanted. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. he doesn't he doesn't even care about himself. He cares about the core being what it he believes it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's kind of how book book five ends. Um it's it's lethal force is now allowed. 
mm-hmm. and you find out that Sinestro's main goal, or you know, by lack of better terms, his end game, uh, is not <laughs> is not Oa. It's actually Earth, yeah. and that he, he's out there to to come to Earth because that's where the Anti Monitor needs to go to to finish off with the with the world. I guess that's the thing. I love that visual of when Sinestro, the Anti Monitor. Uh, the core, the Sinestro core, the cyborg Superman and prime all get to earth. Mm-hmm. And that visual of like the anti-monitor has landed and the core is coming in and they crush the statue of Liberty with a statue of Sinestro. I didn't, I didn't even catch that. Oh my God. It's so, it's such a cool visual. Jeez. Oh, Jeez. I see it. I see it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. another thing too. The art in this book is phenomenal, right? Great art. Yeah. The, the art in this book is phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm very into this book art as well i'm not a really a big fan of, of of i'm gonna be honest of jeff jones's uh um writing but for this book it's been really good it's a great book yeah which again it's <laughs> only a, halfway through it <laughs> right it's a thick book uh over 300 pages long we're not gonna bore you for two hours like every other podcast that i've looked at that talks about this book so so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a pause at book five out of ten and and next week we're going to continue with books six through ten, and wrap up the our review of the Sinestro Core War. But Pedro, before we wrap up, you've gotten five books deep into one of the biggest Green Lantern sagas of the uh, of the entire DC comic universe. Yeah. I want to ask you, okay, after reading this far, who's your favorite Green Lantern? <laughs> Favorite. And don't say Mogo because he's one of mine. <laughs> I can't say the planet. Or you can the- <laughs> if you want. If Mogo's your favorite, he can be. I love Mogo. Look, my I I'm I have a soft spot for Guy. I think he's really cool. Let's go. Um, I also like Kyle, not Parallax. I like Kyle, and I kind of see where he's. Tra- I I like the obviously I've read the entire book, so um, but I do like his his character development in the storyline, um. But obviously, like everyone, everyone's gonna say how, right? Everyone, everyone says how. Not necessarily. Or I mean, a lot of people, lot of people hate how. <laughs> really? I mean, I don't know. I yeah. feel. I feel like if I ask people to go, oh, yeah, how or John Stewart, they're my favorite Hick lanterns. If you say Hal Jordan's your favorite Green Lantern, you know nothing about Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, it could be it too. Yeah, I do like. I do like Guy, and I like. Oh, we have. We not. We didn't get that far yet, but I like in the end in the epilogue. I really like that conversation that um, happens between. Um, someone and guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really cool. And guy just doesn't really, he just like says what he, what he thinks. And I kind of, I'm kind of digging that. Yeah. Guy is very off the cuff. He just says whatever's on his mind. And I mean, he's, if, if you want to fight him about it, he's down to throw hands too. He's yeah, down to fight. I liked in the beginning, the first couple of books in the first book or second book, something like that. Guy is trying to, Tell tell the tell somebody that that they want to talk to the the guardians, and it's like yeah, it's about you know starts with sin ends with Estro. I just yeah. thought that was so like sassy. Yeah, I'm he's like, very sassy. I was like, I like that. That's cool. That's something well, I would do. As a treat, because you said you like Guy Gardner, I'm going to tell you a little factoid that you're going to love. Uh oh, he's his favorite hero is Batman. No, <laughs> well, it involves Batman. Uh oh, oddly enough. <laughs> In an early iteration of Guy Gardner uh, entering onto the DC comic scene, um, he kind of was trying to get in with the Justice League and get 
buddy buddy with Batman and but was also having those conflicting attitudes where like Batman's like, look, I'm, I'm the one in charge here. But guy's like, no, I want to be in charge. And <laughs> Batman knocks guy out with one punch. <laughs> Decks him, <laughs> knocks him out with one punch. Officially, my at new the, favorite at the time they were draw- At the time they were drawing guy with a bowl cut. So they just he just put that bowl cut on the ground. Just <laughs> bah, knocks him out. Officially new favorite lantern. He he can throw hands with Batman. That's, yep. that's my guy. Well, actually, no, he can't because again, one punch. <laughs> he thinks he can throw hands with Batman. He'd like to think so. He 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 went at him, and, and that to me shows courage, in of itself. Yeah, guy <laughs> is one of the bravest Green Lanterns, and 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 another great thing about him is, I mean, you got Hal Jordan, who was this Air Force Colonel. Mm-hmm. You have John Stewart, who was a Marine, and he's seen action. You have Kyle Rayner, who was a struggling artist, but joined the Corps when no one else was there and became the only Green Lantern in the universe. And then you've got Guy, who's a gym teacher from Michigan who just wants to be somebody. Wait, is that really his backstory? That's his backstory. He's a gym teacher from <laughs> Michigan. My heart just <laughs> melts. I am in love with this guy. Guy is my guy, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> We have all these awesome people, and then guys is a gym teacher. <laughs> That's all he is. Yep. This is so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we got an Air Force pilot, a Marine, and a gym teacher. And a gym teacher. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Guy, guy is my new favorite lantern. Um, if he's not in the next Justice League movie, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it. Well, I hope uh, when we return for the second half of this series, we can talk a little bit about my thoughts on a, on a future Green Lantern movie. Yeah, because I think it should be this. Well, I was going to say I thought that the I thought that the Green Lantern film that we did have set this up. It would have been great. Yeah, would have been great because if you if you remember the end of the movie, right? You know, like Sinestro becomes the Yellow Lantern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so I thought mm-hmm. that I'm reading this, I go, oh, that could have been a really cool um, second uh, sequel or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to get to that today because we already wasted uh, an hour of your guys' time. <laughs> I don't know about we don't call it wasted. They won't come back. We have taken a we have taken up an hour of your time, and I hope you have enjoyed listening and learning about the uh, Green about, Lanterns, about the Green Lanterns, and I hope, uh, <laughs> beyond all hopes, that you will join us next time when listen, we cover the back half of this story. Yeah, listen, I I myself was not a Green Lantern fan before this, but I can confidently say that I will start buying some Green Lantern comic books now and 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 try to get more into uh, the Green Lantern. Uh, side. I would say. Well, I hope you will because at the end of the next episode, I'm going to ask you to recite the oath. <laughs> I've always been trying to do that. I just haven't been able to. <laughs> Learn it. Learn it before we record uh, the next episode. It's, it's my homework. Oh, man, I did podcasts yep. not to do homework. You're making me do <laughs> homework now. I want to be like God. Just be a gym teacher and call it a day. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, that is going to, to wrap up another episode of Comic Misfits. We obviously talked about part one of our two-part series on the Snesher Core War. Um, if you have any thoughts, what did you think of the book? If you're reading the book along with us, let us know on social media at Comic Misfits on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you're old and you're on Facebook like me, go to, go to that as well. Um, if you're young like Scott, we're on TikTok, sort of. <laughs> so uh, otherwise, you know, make sure to follow us uh, there. Uh, head over to our website to check out more information on how you can support the show and 
uh, news and all that stuff. But Scott, for now, we're gonna we're gonna call it a wrap. And do you know the the oath? Let's. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. And with that, we bid you farewell until next uh, uh, next week as we continue our deep dive into Sinestro Core War. Good day, everybody. Take care.